taking inventory fans it's Sarah here and I have an exciting announcement for you today before we get started we are starting a second show on par which is a new podcast from RF smart will dive deep into the very heart of the healthcare system its supply chain you'll hear from healthcare supply chain leaders on industry trends and best practices as well as from other healthcare professionals just like you Following this announcement, there will be an introduction episode of On Par for you to preview, an exclusive for our Taking Inventory subscribers. If you want to be the first to know about new episode releases, head over to rfsmart.com slash onpar, that's rfsmart.com slash O-N-P-A-R, and hit subscribe for updates. Now, let's get to the first episode of On Par. From RF Smart, this is On Par, a podcast that delves into the very heart of the healthcare system, its supply chain. And here's your host, Sarah Archer. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the RF Smart Healthcare Podcast. This is called On Par, and my name is Sarah Archer. I'm the host of this show, and I'm also the host of another RF Smart show called Taking Inventory. Uh, That show's been running for about a year and a half, so uh, we're taking a new direction here. We're going to be talking about healthcare. We're going to be talking about supply chains specifically in healthcare, some trends, some trends in automation, and we're going to tell stories from our customers. So look forward to that in the coming season. Um, joining me today in the studio, I've got our healthcare experts, Joey LaRoche and Bill Brewer. Joey, can you introduce yourself? I'm Joey LaRoche. I'm a product owner with RF Smart. And what a product owner is, is that Bill there is a product manager, defines our strategy, and then I work with our developers to execute it. Um, my personal background, I studied economics and kind of took that for passion in supply chain and gained the most efficient processes uh, in place as I could. And I started off my career over at Cerner, a uh, very large EMR if you're not familiar. And I did ERP uh, supply chain consulting there, implementing PeopleSoft and Oracle Cloud for their customers. Wow, so you really have a background in this. I didn't realize that. Just a smidge. Just a little bit. I was thinking about this on the drive over to record this. The summer before I went to high school, my mom, um, she made me volunteer at the hospital because she was like, you can't just sit here all summer and play Guitar Hero, (laughs) which is what I wanted to be doing. And so, by the way. Yeah, I, I was great at Guitar Hero, um, Guitar Hero 3, but my so my mom was like, you've got to go. So she signed me up to volunteer essentially like as a candy striper at the hospital, but I had no interest in things that were not Guitar Hero, such as nursing or other things that made other kids sign up to do this. So my job was in the supply warehouse and I had a little cart and I would go pick the orders and I would take them up to different floors. So I do sympathize with many of you who are probably doing that manually today. All of that to say, Bill, can you tell us about yourself? Sure, sure. I think that's a phenomenal experience, Sarah. Thank that's you. a great start. Uh, yeah, so uh, Bill Brewer here. I'm the, as Joey mentioned, the product manager uh, responsible for our healthcare market and strategy. Um, as Sarah mentioned, a little bit of uh, experience in my past, spent the last 15 years working in healthcare, uh, most commonly at a couple large academic medical centers, most recently Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center. Um, And then before coming over to RF Smart about a year ago, um, also was a product manager at Global Healthcare Exchange, GHX, probably a name uh, that many of you are familiar with out there as well. 
um, and I had responsibility for their global content portfolio. So as Joey alluded to, uh, my role here at RF Smart Sarah is really spending time thinking about our strategy and our roadmap and our direction as it relates to the healthcare market segment. Awesome. So I was thinking a lot of the people listening today are probably RF Smart customers they may be familiar with, but of course there are probably folks who are not. And so I just wanted to explain a little bit about RF Smart, what we do. And I'll also have Bill explain a little bit about our healthcare background. So RF Smart uh, has been in business for more than 35 years. We have worked with multiple ERPs. We have more than a thousand cloud customers currently who are using RF Smart, which is an inventory management solution. Um, if you are listening and you're like, man, that's really interesting and I'd like to learn more about it, of course, you can visit our website at rfsmart.com or you can check out our other podcast, Taking Inventory, where we talk specifically about supply chain. But on this podcast, we talk about healthcare. So, Bill, tell us a little bit about the healthcare strategy at RF Smart. Yeah. So about five years ago, as Oracle Cloud was sort of looking at the market and, and looking at how their product would fit into the healthcare ecosystem, uh, we actually at that point in time partnered with Oracle, Oracle Cloud product, uh, to develop the solution we have today. And so for the last five years, we've been working together very closely with the Oracle product strategy team to really develop solutions that complement Oracle Cloud. And so that is what we are doing today. About a year ago, as Joey mentioned, he's been with the company for about a year. Uh, we sort of saw what was coming and, and saw a lot of business and, and moves in the market towards Oracle Cloud and ultimately RF Smart. And so we made a decision uh, to sort of double down in this space. And so Joey was our first uh, healthcare dedicated focus uh, or, or individual that was hired. Uh, he actually came about, what, three months, Joey, before I got here? Just about. He always tells the story of how he was scared to death who his new boss was going to be, but I don't think it worked out too well. As horribly. he should be. As he should Quaking be. Quaking in my boots. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, of course, I came into the role. Um, since that time, we've also added several uh, BAs or individuals that work with our customers to implement um, that come with a tremendous amount of healthcare experience as well. So this is a space that uh, we are continuing to invest because we know it's a place that's going to continue to grow. Absolutely. So speaking of that growth, speaking of that investment, this last year has been super weird, right? Um, as, we're, as we're recording this, we are at the very tail end of the COVID-19 pandemic. We're, we're kind of at the end of that. And so many, especially, you know, customers, customers that we saw coming into this to the space, investing in supply chain, things like that, many people had a very difficult time. And I think that that speaks to some of the need for RF Smart or inventory management. A lot of people recognize that need this year. And so I think it's kind of important that we start off, which is sort of like a like um, a healthcare supply chain state of the union. Like, where are we? Where do we feel like we're going? Like, let's just, let's start there. So um, can you give us an update on this, the general state of healthcare supply chain? Yeah, it's, uh, I think you nailed it. It's been a tough and an interesting year. Um, I actually, before I came to RF Smart, was working for a company called United Surgical Partners. They're part of Tenet, one of the largest for-profit healthcare systems in the country. And I had responsibility for about 70 surgery centers covering the Western United States. And so before I came over to RF Smart, very much kind of lived in the trenches of, of you know, working through the chaos of trying to find PPE when it was all extremely sparse. And, and you heard the reports on the news, all of which if anything, were understated, right? It was tough. And so it has been an incredibly hard year for the healthcare supply chain. And it's important to point out that th those, that impact and those challenges go not only to the healthcare providers, but to the manufacturers, to the distributors, the entire supply chain was disrupted. And so, you know, we're, we're getting to a better place. Um, certainly, I was just at a healthcare system a couple of weeks ago, one of our customers, 
still walking the shelves, gloves that I've never seen, masks that I've never seen before. Um, we still aren't back to a place with a completely uh, reliable supply chain, but we're getting there. And so I think, you know, as we sort of emerge from this and think about what's next, I think our biggest challenge is, well, well, what do we do to improve, right? How do we take the lessons learned from COVID-19? Because for all intents and purposes, large parts of the healthcare supply chain quite literally collapsed under the, the stress of the demand, right? You had a global pandemic that was raging in China. It was already putting pressure on the production of many critical supplies, PPE, gowns, masks, things like that. And so as the virus hit the US, uh, we found ourselves kind of woefully um, unprepared for what would come. And so, you know, I think we are emerging, thank goodness, um, as you said, and I think our challenge now is how do we make investments in the supply chain to get to a better place? And I think part of that starts with really understanding that supply chain is not just moving boxes from point A to point B. Right. I think in many organizations still it's seen as a very logistical, operationally faced or operationally based kind of business. And the reality is it's very strategic. Right. We saw what happened uh, when we didn't have the critical supplies we needed to take care of patients. So I think that's one of the big lessons. And, and so we're beginning to see a lot of customers kind of look at solutions like Oracle Cloud and like RF Smart to look at how they can build a more resilient supply chain. I'll tell you, Sarah, one of the things that fascinates me the most right now is we're seeing a lot of customers with interest that, you know, a year ago, we would have never said they were the right fit for RF Smart or Oracle Cloud. We're talking large physician groups, ASCs, things like that. But the fact of the matter is everybody was impacted. And there's this realization in the market that I think is going to be lasting that we need to do a better job managing inventory. And so folks are looking at systems to do just that. A lot of people, when they think of inventory management, they're like, oh, well, for like my warehouse, not necessarily for my supply room or my shelves, my racking, whatever it is that you are keeping supplies on. Um, and so I, I think that those those are very common challenges. I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the pain points that we see commonly in healthcare supply chain, because I think that that's going to resonate a lot with many of our customers. Uh, would one of you guys like to just kind of kick us off with some some supply chain challenges, pain points? Sure thing. Uh, one thing I've noticed is the big box ERPs are generalists. You can be a university, you can be a manufacturer, you can be a hospital, and ultimately be successful using uh, these ERPs once they're configured. But where you sometimes run into some challenges is in the particulars. Uh, for example, at RF Smart, we've had a lot of, of success with our PAR product, uh, using that PAR application to manage those, a lot of those small supply closets that are not your typical warehouse or your typical uh, process for inventory management in a non-healthcare environment. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the first thing that I always harken back to is this idea of still paper-based processes. And for some of you listening, I'm sure you can relate to that. But, um, you know, we still see, even in, in healthcare systems that may have made an investment in kind of a strategic ERP system, that folks are still running around and counting inventory on a, on a clipboard and paper, pen and paper, and then they're going back to their ERP and they're putting that in. You know, I think those things have to change, right? We have to find a way to be more efficient. And that's one of the reasons, um, you know, we think we can bring so much value to the healthcare community. Um, but the reality is this, right? Like up until COVID and sort of going back to what we were just talking about, Sarah, like I don't think there was the realization that the strategic investment needed to be made to shore up the inventory. But here you get into COVID and now we have no means to keep track of masks and PPE. And this stuff is like gold, right? Like it 
was difficult to manage. And so, you know, I think we have to look forward and, and these paper-based processes still continue to be a pain point, whether it's in receiving or one of my favorite examples is if, you know, I still hear stories of the the patient charge stickers that we put on at the receiving dock, and then we send those up to the unit, and then inevitably you find them on somebody's scrubs a day later, and now we have no idea what patient that went with. We've got to do better than that. And so I think, um, you know, as we look at the next generation of healthcare supply chain, I think that's one of the things, too, that has to has to evolve. And you say uh, next generation, but I was at a customer a few weeks ago, and we were going through a few different processes right before their go live, and we had their VP of supply chain in, and we were looking at that picking uh, process that had been established. And he raised the very valid point of what, why is there a piece of paper in the step here? And it was a completely optional thing. We were able to remove it, and they went live with paperless picking. Uh, and I was on the floor with the users, and they were there was not that zigzag back and forth, hunting for the printer, sitting there waiting for it to spit out your sheets. No, they'd go up, they'd count their pars, they'd come back, and then on that same handheld, they'd have their picks. You make a really good point about paperless picking. I'm just thinking about um, how, A, just, you know, in this post-COVID world where, like, we paper handling and, like, passing papers back and forth to each other, probably not something that a lot of people are going to continue doing. Like, we're probably not going to be sharing things like that anymore, right? But then also, I was thinking about on the on our other podcast, we had somebody on who, um, they were talking about they saved $10,000 in paper every year. And so I'm just thinking, like, that, I mean, certainly, right, everybody's trying to do less with more. We're all trying to figure out how we can increase our budgets or increase revenue without doing anything. Um, do you guys feel like that's something that's very common? common, uh, a common pain point? Yes. So you actually teed up uh, my very next point is that uh, getting more revenue is a lot more challenging these days than it may have uh, used to have been, be it just the saturation of the healthcare market, um, the potential public policies coming in place uh, in the future. So one way to attack that problem is don't try to increase your top line, try and decrease your bottom line. Try and save $10,000 a year on paper. Try and start saving costs out of your supply chain. And uh, COVID did expose uh, how antiquated a lot of uh, folks' healthcare supply chain systems are. And by modernizing that, they have the opportunity to really make a significant impact on that bottom line. Yeah, and I, you know, another bottom line thing to keep in mind is labor productivity or labor is the biggest cost for most organizations, right? And so um, thinking about the fact that if your people are picking with a piece of paper and then they are writing things down potentially incorrectly and then entering them into a computer, they are not doing the job that you paid them to do. And so there is definitely opportunity by implementing technology, by thinking about digital transformation, that you can potentially also increase revenue in that way or decrease your bottom line. And Sarah, one other thing that comes to mind as we're sort of engaged in this conversation is, look, the fact of the matter is change is hard. And one of the things that continues to energize me, having spent time in the field with many of our customers and seeing them come alive, right? Like abandoning the paper process, going, as Joey mentioned, to paperless picking, and like seeing that it can work, like it can work. And, and to your point, and, and I would also point out to accuracy, like there's so much opportunity, more opportunity to get it right, right? Like think about paperless picking. So somebody's running around the warehouse with a paper pick list, they walk up to the shelf and maybe the, maybe the pick list tells them what bin to go to and they're looking at it and they're confirming. But the beauty of introducing a solution like RF Smart is now that end user is gonna be prompted to also scan the shelf. 
right? It's going to confirm that they're picking the right item for that for that patient or for that pick list or whatever the case may be. And on that note, they're not looking back down. They look at the pick slip once, walk over there. They're not looking back down, looking back up, squinting their eyes, trying to read the, the manufacturer part number they're scanning. Yeah. They, boop, and it says, oh, yep, this is right. Keep moving. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the biggest challenge is, is it's it's about change management. And when I think about what works really well and our customers that have done a great job of, of maximizing our solution and those that are, you know, still struggling a little bit to solidify the new processes, it's about change. And people, myself included, probably all of us, are always very quick to revert to the thing that we're comfortable with, right? And so you have to sustain and push through that change and make that the new reality. Um, and I think that's a big challenge in healthcare supply chain. I mean, it it should not be lost on us how it begins to feel sometimes like turning the Titanic, right? Like it is a big operation at so many organizations, oftentimes with hundreds of people involved. It's tough to sustain change. So I think that's just another kind of headwind that we face um, as we think about pain points in the industry. So we've talked a lot about challenges and pain points. And luckily for you listening, there are solutions to these challenges. One of the things that RF Smart, of course, does is offer some solutions for these problems. Um, but there, you know, there's there's many opportunities here uh, for us to speak about today. So, you know, we've worked closely with Oracle Cloud, um, and Bill spoke about that just a little bit earlier. But we've really created a seamless experience from Oracle Cloud into RF Smart. A lot of people say they have a hard time figuring out where the two end because they are so seamlessly integrated to one another. Um, and so for those of you who are, are handling, you know, materials, there are some solutions uh, to your problems. So, you know, Bill, can you talk a little bit, we talked a little bit about our relationship with Oracle, but just highlighting some of what a mobile solution can do for you or what RF Smart can do. Yeah. So one of the things I like to, to kind of think about in response to that is how we have molded the mobile experience to the user. And let me just repeat that for a moment. So molded the user experience. And the reason that's so critically important is I think there's a lot of solutions. And by the way, some of them are legacy solutions out there as well that simply recreated the ERP on a mobile device, right? So think about your mobile device that you guys use every day, right? Your iPhone, whatever the case may be. When you think about the apps that you love the most, what do you love about them? You love that they're easy to use, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so they're not about, you know, scrolling or just taking a representation of a web page and representing it on a mobile device. It is about an experience that is molded to the user. That's how we've approached the Oracle Cloud solution and what we do at RF Smart. It might not be the prettiest solution out there in the market, but the fact of the matter is this. We don't have our users scrolling up and down pages on a small mobile device. We don't have them clicking through 10,000 screens just to accomplish something. We were talking about picking a moment ago. This is how easy picking can be, right? They pick a pick list. It shows on the screen. You need to go here. This is the item, and you need to pick 10. You walk to the shelf, scan to confirm, confirm the quantity, next item. There's no scrolling. There's no manual input, anything like that, right? It's about streamlining the user experience. And so that's really, really important. Like, that's what gets me up out of bed every morning. That's what gets me excited about what we do. And, I, you know, I push Joey and I push our team and say, how can we even further maximize or, or push that to make it so that our end users and the folks that are doing the work, like you mentioned when you were picking back in the day, <laughs> um, how can we make that super efficient for them and easy to do as opposed to just recreating the ERP on a mobile device? 
Yeah, there's so many little like details that go into obviously the product, which you guys are super familiar with. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you log into RF Smart using your Oracle credentials, right? And so there, it's very much like you don't have to remember another password. You don't have to think of like it's very much it, the, the details are really what I think makes RF Smart special. Um, and so at this point, we've done a number of implementations in healthcare organizations. And so for those of you who are listening, thanks for listening. We're glad that you're here. You may be like, guys, we already bought RF Smart. You don't have to sell us on it. Um, and for that, I say, are you using all the things you could be? And I think that's what we should talk about next. Let's talk a little bit about some of the healthcare specific functions that you can use with RF Smart um, and the benefits of those solutions. Well, we have a fun, new, exciting one coming out, and Joey has very much been the architect of it. So, Joey, why don't you uh, tell us more? Tell us a little bit more. Sure thing. So, uh, what we're referring to here is point of care. It's our uh, newest uh, solution, and it covers the point of use space, which will allow you to associate item charges with patients or perpetually manage your park closet so you know how much is there at all times and automatically trigger those replenishments without having to necessarily have someone up there counting it. Uh, you can get it. Uh, when, get the items up there when you need them. Um, in addition, Bill mentioned earlier a lot about those charge stickers on item or on patient charts. Mm -hmm. uh, those can gladly be put in a museum, a relic of the past. Uh, simply associate an item to a patient. If it's chargeable, the system will send that charge message to the EMR. Uh, if not, it won't. The nurse doesn't need or the provider doesn't need to figure that out. Uh, I worked with the team to build the solution to introduce as few errors as possible. There's something called error fatigue in the EMR space. If an item isn't supposed to be in that PAR, um, if that item has anything wrong with it aside from the fact it doesn't exist, that one I still can't get around, but um, I'm going to hide that error from the provider, and that was something that the inventory controllers and the inventory team can take care of because I'm not going to argue with the provider. If that item's in their hand and they scanned it, they have it. Um, so I really just wanted to get them moving on to the next step in providing that patient with care. Yeah. And, and that's so critical, Joey, and I think you've done a great job of really keeping that in mind as we've built this solution is, you know, I've, I've implemented a few point of view systems in my career. Uh, probably if you can find a gray hair in my head, it's a result of putting in one of those at <laughs> one point in my life. Um, and they're tough, right? You're talking about putting the clinician in a role of, of largely doing like a U-scan type transaction, like when you go to the grocery store. And and so if you're going to cross that bridge, and I would argue, you know, maybe the ICU is not the first place to deploy that, right? Your high volume, high utilization areas, maybe not the right place to do it. But I would make the point that when you look at clinics and some of these outlying areas and things like that, where maybe you don't have dedicated supply chain function, I think there's absolutely a space and a, and a use for that. But going back to what you were mentioning, like if you're going to put the clinician in the role of scanning or doing any type of inventory management, then it has to be easy. Um, and you can't get the air fatigue like you mentioned. So yeah, I agree. And on the line of easy, uh, through Bill's uh, strategic management, we really targeted at making this product as extensible as possible. If you have a mobile device that your hospital already owns, great, you can use it on that. If you have tablets, if you have desktops, um, if you want to give us $10 million for cabinets, we don't have cabinets to sell you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's a joke that we're referring to a lot of point of view systems as Bill, you're more than familiar with. Yep. You're spending at least seven figures on hardware yep. um, when you may already have plenty of useful stuff around. Yeah. Guys, I was just thinking about how um, we were, I said before healthcare specific functions, but you don't have to just use healthcare specific functions 
to find R of smart helpful, what are the base R of smart functions, just like the normal inventory stuff that you can that you find many of our customers use? So, so one of my favorites to talk about is delivery, um, because I think it's it's such a critical element. And and for those of you listening, many of you listening, you've probably had that frantic phone call down to the receiving dock. Where is this package? You know, blah blah blah. And then there's a scramble to try and find it. And what I love about our delivery solution is its end-to-end chain of custody, right? So it starts with, and this is one of my favorite stories, that we have a customer, uh, we'll just say up in Minnesota, uh, that one of the things they do with our dock logging functionality, so dock logging, very simple, Sarah, right? Like packages are coming off the FedEx UPS truck. All we're doing is scanning them, capturing the, the, the tracking number to show that that arrived at the facility. We're not doing the receipt. We're not doing anything like that. We're just dock logging that it arrived. Well, what they do is they won't let that FedEx driver unload a single box until somebody runs up with an RF smart device. And as the driver scans the package into their system, they're scanning it into RF smart. And so it's a one-to-one handoff. So there's no question if that package shows delivered because they're confirming what that driver is scanning, they're also scanning it on their side. And that's just the beginning, right? So that's dock logging. They then go in and they do the receipt. The receipt posts to the ERP, but we associate that dock log transaction to that receipt. We now know when it was received, what we received, and then we can carry that all the way through in the process and uh, we can capture who we delivered it to and probably similar to how Amazon shows up at my house about three times a day (laughs) and I get a little push alert with a picture of where they left it and I hope it's still there when I get home, we can enable something very similar to that. And so all that comes together in a delivery dashboard. And so now when that phone call comes down frantically looking for that UPS package that was coming in for a case at 11 o'clock today, we have a dashboard and a place we can go to. Is it sitting on a cart? Is it still dock log? Has it been received? Was it delivered? Where is it at? I think that's a big game changer in the industry. And so we get rid of the, the clipboards and the signatures and all that stuff that we can't decipher. But I think you it's cool. You can pull my clipboard from my cold, dead body. I love <laughs> a good clipboard. Um, you can put your mobile device on the clipboard. On the clipboard. There you go. No, listen, this is the 21st century. No more clipboards. All right. That, that's the deal. That is what we are striving to do here at this podcast is eliminate all clipboards. And we'll write it into all future sales contracts. All future, everything. No more clipboards. Okay. So what else? What else is there, guys? Yeah, so... Uh, hospitals do have a lot of specialized use cases, but as you may have noticed, you have a lot of large entities now where you don't, every hospital doesn't exist in a bubble. Uh, we have IDNs where you may have a central warehouse that is supplying multiple hospitals. Um, as I was saying, while hospitals do often have specialty uh problems to solve. They also have a lot of just normal warehouse problems to get solved too. And RF Smart has a long and proud history in the supply chain space. So we can take that knowledge that we've picked up from uh, the supply chain industry, the manufacturing industries, and share that with these uh, IDNs that need uh, that kind of or that uh, level of supply chain management. And that just comes for the full suite of transactions, being able to move things around your warehouse. So not going to a par, but going from warehouse A to warehouse B because that set of hospitals is low on supplies and really just managing your entire supply network. Absolutely. You said par. We do par too. Do you guys want to talk about par? Can I make a comment on par? I would love for you to do that. All right. Let's talk about par. So par, right? This whole idea, you go up, you scan all these things. Well, let me tell you a cool story, sir. Or at least I think it's cool. Maybe it's not to everybody. Wait, first, what does par stand for? (laughs) Joey. Periodic automatic replenishment. Good job. Woo, All right. Joey. 
Joey and I had a little debate about that a couple of weeks ago. Oh, but really? It's actually very funny. We can talk about this later. How okay. par doesn't really relate to what par is all about. But that's neither here nor that's my opinion. Anyway, <laughs> we, I we both do have CMRPs and are educated on what pars are. Yes, thank you. I was worried. Yes, thank you. They're credible, guys. Don't worry. Mostly. All right. Uh, where were we going? Par, 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 par. par. Oh, yes, that's right. So. You know, I, I, if you think about when we were talking about paper process for a moment ago, right? Somebody walking around, you, you love your clipboard, walking around with your clipboard, running it down. So you introduce an RF smart device. Now you can walk up to a shelf. You can scan it and say, I need 10 more of these, five more of these. That's basic par. We do that for, for the vast majority of our customers. But what's really cool is we've got a customer that's combined our par solution with Kanban two-bin replenishment. And here's how cool, and again, I'm a nerd with this stuff, so it's cool to me. <laughs> I think it's cool too. <laughs> so what happens, right, typical Kanban, you pull the bin off or the clinician pulls the bin off, puts it usually like on the top shelf or in a designated area in the facility. When the PAR counter comes in, it takes them all of a matter of minutes to stack all those bins together. Here's the genius thing that this facility did. When you stack those bins, there's a little reveal that's left on those bins as you stack them, right? They don't stack fully inside of one another. They put their PAR labels right there. And so there's this nice, bright, shiny barcode there. And so now, because everything has preset levels, right? When I scan that barcode, because it's two bin, I know that that bin's gonna get five back or 10 back. So what's really cool is they'll stack all those bins up. You've got the little reveal with the barcodes. They can scan that entire PAR, Sarah, wait for it, in one minute. It's incredible. In only one minute. It's incredible. Um, and so, and then, you know, the product comes back up. They've got all the bins they need to replenish. It's super easy. And here's the other cool thing is, you know, you talked about your initial experience picking. That order, immediately after they can complete it, there's no docking, there's no syncing, there's nothing like that. It can be down in the warehouse and somebody can be picking it within a matter of minutes. And that's, in my mind, that's pretty cool. That's the more resilient supply chain that we've been talking about today. No, that is really cool, for sure. And Joey, PAR is your baby, so maybe I, I don't know me. if I did it a, a disservice. You, you definitely did it justice, and I'm sure uh, Sarah was a little bit uh, peeved at how easy we make it uh, compared to her <laughs> I, childhood experiences. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Where were you guys 15 years ago? <laughs> um, and... <clears throat> As you may, uh, or as I'm sure you all are well aware, in hospitals, supplies are stored in every nook and cranny. Um, I have also seen hospitals that uh, are 100 plus years old, and sometimes an old x-ray room, which is lined with lead, is now a supply closet. Mm. Um, Wi-Fi, just like radiation, has a little hard uh, time penetrating that. <laughs> <laughs> so That's when true. you walk in there with that handheld, because uh, as Bill walked through everything, there was not a single piece of paper that he mentioned. Um, <clears throat> so when you walk in there with your handheld, we don't want you to all of a sudden lose everything you're trying to accomplish. So PAR functions seamlessly between online and offline capabilities. When you open the app, you have all your information synced, and then you can go and count. You submit that count, you have Wi-Fi, it goes up instantly. You submit that count, you don't have Wi-Fi, it hangs out for a minute until you do, and then it submits. So you pop into that lead line closet, you have all the item information for that location already ready, uh, you count everything, you come out, oh, that, that order's down, getting ready to get picked. Wow, that's very cool. I didn't know that about the lead closet thing. That's pretty awesome. Well, guys, so today as we kind of wrap up our first ever healthcare podcast. Um, I was thinking maybe we could just share like, what are some 
advice, piece of advice, what's advice you would give to somebody, a supply chain professional who's listening to this, um, maybe an IT professional who's listening to this and it's like, we've got to do something. How do we do it? Uh, what would you say to them about investing in cloud, investing in mobile, or what kind of functionality um, you might advise them to take a look into? Joey, you want to take first pass at that? Sure thing. I have uh, two things really come to mind. First up, uh, I just recommend being uh, proactive versus reactive. It's uh, something I'm sure we've all heard, but that's really the organization that's organizations that stand out, the organizations that you go see at conferences giving presentations about how wonderful things are there, those things didn't get that way because they waited until they had problems. They got ahead of the curve, and that's uh, really how you can stand out yourself amongst your organization and help your organization really shine. And then in addition, reach out to us, work with us on the problems you have. Um, I had a customer recently reach out and they had a similar uh, kind of setup with their park counters. They had volunteers counting and the process that was in place, they uh, wanted to try and simplify that, particularly for volunteers who may not have some of the levels of familiarity that their uh, counters, regular park counters would. And we worked on an enhancement with them to make that list for those items in that location in that order a lot more easily accessible and viewable for someone who may be unfamiliar with that par location. So if you have a particular problem, work with us and we can try and get that solved because we are the experts in healthcare supply chain. I love that story. I think one of my favorite things about RF Smart is just how easy it is to train people on it. We have many people who say like, oh yeah, we train people in 15 minutes or we bring in seasonal people to count and they are counting you know, almost instantly. That's a great example of just how easy it is to use some of that functionality. And on that note, I'd like to circle back to a point that Bill made easier, how we mold our products to the user user experience. Having implemented ERPs in the past, I can easily say a quarter to half of my time spent in training was teaching them what fields on the screen to not pay attention to, what things to ignore. Uh, and we really focused to only show them really what they need, uh, what, it, what a user needs to see. So that way, uh, as you mentioned, people are, gain, are able to intuitively and effectively use the system from the start. That's a really great point, Trey. What about you, Bill? Definitely think about maximizing the value of your investment with RF Smart. And what I mean by that is, is for those customers that are going through an ERP implementation and, and doing that with RF Smart um, as your mobile uh, handheld provider, you're going to face many points and decision points where you have to make a decision about, does this make sense to do in the ERP or do I want to use a mobile device to do this? And what I would say having just lived this with a customer for the last couple of weeks and, and seeing some of the choices that they made through that process. And then in many ways, in the two to three weeks that followed, quickly coming to us and saying, well, wait a minute, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And we said, well, yeah, there is. Um, but the process you've set up is this. And so we've taken that customer and we've moved them very quickly to several um, RF Smart options that, to Joey's point and just tying into that, it's about making it efficient for the end users. And ERPs can be, in certain areas, large, complex, tough to understand. You mentioned you know, the amount of time and the training and then the simplicity of RF Smart is that's what we bring to the table, right? We're not here to replace the ERP. And in fact, we're here to work with the ERP, Oracle Cloud specifically. And the whole reason we exist, the whole reason we do what we do is to make functions of that ERP more efficient. And so my biggest advice for anybody kind of considering it or looking at us as a, as a solution partner is, Think about us as a way to maximize the value of your investment and get the most out of your ERP. It's not about replacing parts of your ERP with RF Smart. That's not the right way to think about it. It's about how do you make your ERP more efficient? 
because you have a partner like us. So that's my advice. Don't leave those things on the table. Well, and you know what they say at RF Smart, our mission statement is that we exist to transform customers and eliminate clipboards. Eliminate so clipboards. I didn't know that part was there. Yeah, that's okay. that's it. Now. We're here to eliminate clipboards. That's the purpose of this podcast. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Podcasts are fun, but they're more fun when you do them with your friends. So I'm glad you guys agreed to do this. Absolutely. Uh, you, for those of you listening, you can expect more of this. We're going to do one of these at least once a month, maybe more. Who knows? We'll see. You can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button on YouTube, listening on one of your favorite platforms like Apple Podcast or Spotify or Google Podcast. You can subscribe to all of those places. And if that is not enough for you, if you don't like any of those options, you can also subscribe on our website using your email address. So I'm going to leave some links actually on our website and also on our YouTube channel for you guys. Uh, we have some really great resources, mostly written by Bill, about the things that we talked about today. And so I'm going to make sure that you guys have access to those as well. So make sure you look below and find those. But guys, thank you so much for being here. This was really fun. We'll do it again. All right. We'll see you guys again soon. Thanks. Thank you.